from Relay FM. This is Connected, episode 420. Place it. Today's show is brought to you by Text Expander, Clean My Mac X, and Hover. It is my absolute pleasure to be joined today on this very fine episode by Mr. Stephen Hackett. Hey, boys. What's up? Oh, okay. I get it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's yeah, you committed it. to the bit. Yeah. yeah. No, nicely it. done. Yeah. Nicely done. I don't know what I sound like on drugs, so it's as close as I could get. This is your yeah. brain on drugs. Introduce me. Oh, yes. Wait, I'm also give joined. Him time, you know? Look, when you do drugs, you forget things. I'm also joined by Mike Hurley. Hello. Uh, this won't come through, I think, for people, but Federico's introduction actually was a jump scare for me. It was so loud. Mm-hmm. Like, in that moment, like, I, I think the music will probably tamp it down, plus people will be expecting it because they press play, but, like, that was, like, a straight-up jump scare with the, with the um, energy. I try, to, I try to give it energy, you know? I feel like we need energy to sustain this the, today's show, so... Did you say the sponsors? I did. Okay. I, re- I think I, I was too I, busy being scared. Yeah, you were scared and you didn't pay attention, but my heart was finding its way back into my chest. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's wow. Graphic. Let right out of there, baby. Follow up. Follow up. Follow up. Follow up. Follow up. So last time we spoke about the Google Pixel tablet and how it's going to be used as like a uh, you're going to be able to get like a little dock and turn it into a Nest Home Hub. This is uh, quoting from The Verge. What this is like. Mark Gurman via the Verge. I don't know. You tell me how the Vires work. I'm no blogger. Anyway, (laughs) Apple is working on a dock for the iPad that would allow the device to function as a smart display and speaker, according to a report from Bloomberg's Mark Gurman. The company reportedly plans on introducing the capability as soon as next year, converting the iPad into an Amazon Echo Show-like device that you can set atop a counter or nightstand. This is what we want. It would be awesome. Uh, wouldn't it be funny if, you know, as soon as next year means it could happen in 2027. Right. But wouldn't it be funny if, if, if Apple beat Google, right? Like that would just be funny because Google is like 2023. They still haven't announced when that would be kind of hilarious. That would be funny, but it's not going to happen. Right. It's not going to happen. Yeah. We yeah. know that if it's happening, Apple is going to wait until WWDC for it to, you know, for this feature to show up. Like, I don't mm. know. I, I, I don't know, though. Like, I think Google will probably beat them in, in January or February or something like that. I mean, I would expect, especially now, like if this information's out there. Especially like, now. Oh, jeez, will you hurry up, you know? <laughs> Someone's now. hair got lit on fire over the weekend. My, my big question, I guess, about this. Well, first of all, I love the idea. I love this rumor. And I really hope that Mark is correct. Uh, my big question is... Yep. I would assume that when you place an iPad in this rumored dock, the iPad's interface adapts to it, sort of like CarPlay on a on a phone where you are in a car. Yes. Like, yeah. You get a, I mean, it's got to like be you, this, right? Otherwise, what's the point? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I hope that's the case, or or stay with me. Okay. Stage manager, but for the home. <laughs> home manager. Home manager. <laughs> they just break all your windows in your house. You just attach it to the dock and all the glass shatters, right? Because there's just no window management. Ew! Oh, God. Yeah, come on. You're not going to get better than that. 
No, that was really good, actually. Thank you. Yeah, Thank I, you. I would want this to be have some sort of UI that's like very HomeKit centric, or maybe you can like set up. Okay, I'm just gonna go down, okay, down the rabbit hole now. What if they what would they call, they call it like dashboard, and you could lay out. Oh, here he goes. What you yep. want on that dashboard? So, like for me, what I would want is I would want a bunch of HomeKit controls. I would want probably some music controls and maybe the weather. Like, you know, and you could, if you're not in HomeKit, you could put something else there. Maybe you want photos or something else. Like, mm-hmm. it would be, it'd be really cool for like your iPad to be your iPad and you sit it down and it totally change modes. I mean, Federica, this is something you've written about forever, right? Is the iPad, because it is modular, it can become what you want it to be. You can pick it up and carry it around, or you can use it with a keyboard. This could just be another thing, and I would be super into it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think it's kind of weird, though, that last week we were speculating about the future of the iPad Pro, and we were following the rumors, and the rumors were saying that Apple was going to add a MagSafe-like wireless magnetic charging to the back of the iPad Pro, and that didn't happen, as we're going to talk about later in the show maybe that was as soon as this year you know what i mean like that (laughs) so like as soon as that's such a nice phrase to get out of any potential misreporting i love it yep yeah it's very clever as soon as look i could go to the gym as soon as next week Ooh, good luck i can't (laughs) can't wait for you to be at the gym because i hear it as you're gonna be there next week it could happen as yeah. soon as next week. As soon as next week. Yep. Uh, boys, the Belkin iPhone mount for continuity camera is available to buy. Why is nobody talking about this? Okay, that wasn't as exciting as you made it out to be. Because I was going to talk about the next thing in the document and realized we hadn't spoken about this. Mm. And then too late, I decided to... I didn't want to disrupt the flow uh. here of the document, which I am now doing by talking about it. And thought, I'm just going to talk about the iPhone mount because far be it from me to to ruin the flow of our show document. But it means that the thing that I was going to say boys about will be in a minute. But now we're going to talk about this. <laughs> I'm really mad that this thing won't work with my studio display. Yeah, well, where's the desktop version, Apple? Belkin? I want one for the studio display because, you know, I had a call with someone the other day. Uh, hello out there if you're listening to this. And I connected to the call and I said, sorry, my my cameras messed it up and they were like i heard you talk about that so they listened to the show i'm still and you had this with me the other day Stephen, right where it looked like i was i was falling into another dimension or something as the background behind me was rippling it was it was very strange here here's my solution for you mike mm, tell me you're a smart guy thank you you have proven to be a remarkably fast learner when it comes to handy stuff like yeah you're now soldering and doing keyboards and whatnot Build your own uh, iPhone mount for your studio display. I mean, I love it's it. Not, it's not not an impossible thing to. Think no, about. you could. I mean, I, I mean, you could get really fancy and like measure it and three D print it. But I feel like there's enough stuff out there that you could mm. piece something together that would totally work. Let me get back to you on that one. Okay. I look forward I like to seeing this it. This is a potential idea, but especially if I can somehow like incorporate it, could hold on to the pop socket that I use on my phone. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, right. like a little that might receptacle. Make it a bit easier. Because then I don't even need to worry about the whole MagSafe dealio. Mm-hmm. You just like pop it in there and suspend it. 
A friend of the show, Alex Cox, recommended that I get a new MagSafe pop socket because it was improved upon, and it was improved upon. Alex was always right about these things, and I got a new MagSafe pop socket. Just like the texture of the plastic that they use feels nicer and stuff, so I'm I'm fully committed to MagSafe pop socket life. Can I can, can I just interject here real quick before you get to whatever you were going to sure. talk about, about the studio sure, sure. display? Because I've been wanting to talk to you about yep. this for a while, and look. You know, we all know we do other podcasts, right? And wait, you do? <laughs> Not me. You have, you've like se- you have more podcasts than me by far. <laughs> I have two, uh, three. Sorry, ingenious. Um, well, no, you have more wow. than that. Yeah, but like, do you remember? Po- I mean, what like what is a podcast really? You know, you you have a show on the incomparable. I do have that. That's four. Okay, I have a lot of podcasts. See, you have liftoff, which is kind technically of. not gone. Yeah. But it's not gone, is it? No, that's five. Anyways. See? I can't talk about this with David Sparks because David Sparks is a bad influence when it comes to purchasing technology. Putting that out there. Interesting. Okay. Okay. I have several times over the last couple of months found myself considering a change to my setup. And this was made possible, or the thought process started when the studio display was introduced. So I've been using a Pro Display XDR, which I love. That's a fancy way to not say flip-flop, but go on. <laughs> well, he's yet to do it. Yeah, I'm still just he's thinking about it because this, this would be a big change. I have okay. kind of been thinking about what if I went to two studio displays instead? My worst. And I had, <laughs> I had basically put this out of my mind until three days ago. Okay. I got home from vacation, and the next day, the calendars for my Kickstarter were going to arrive. And, like, I was in no way ready for them to show up with, like, 22 boxes of calendars. So, Sunday evening, I rearranged a bunch of stuff in my office. I set up the table. I'm going to print the labels and stuff, right? And on that table, I'm using uh, Mary's LG 4K display, which, by the way, the uh, the stand is broken on it. It doesn't... Like, you can move it up and down, but it doesn't stay up anymore. It just, like, slowly sinks back down, which is very frustrating, which is apparently why she quit using it. It just didn't tell me. But so, anyways, I'm using her 4K display, and I have my MacBook Air over there so I can, like, print labels and you know, do all that stuff, right? And I'm sitting there getting stuff ready, and, like, I've started uh, packaging some stuff over the last couple of days. I was like, man, two displays is really kind of nice because, like, I could have... It is great. A, you know, like, so when I'm... Be, right now, I'm just packing stuff. I'm not labeling. Packing stuff is like a mindless job. And so I've been watching like TV while I'm doing it, right? So I can like have, you know, my timekeeping, my time tracking, and a video going. And like there's room for everything. And I'm looking at this big desk I have. I'm like, I bet I could put two studio displays on here. But it's a big change. And I don't know if it's the right change. Okay, well, the first thing I'll say is I'm sure that you have said many times I won't ever change from this display because it was so expensive and so awesome. And that doesn't seem seem like something I would have said. Sound like something you would say? That make yeah, that also is a good point. It probably doesn't sound like something you would say. I will agree with you that multiple displays is really good. Like, and I use multiple displays when I record. And I've wondered what it would be like to have multiple displays on my other desk, but ultimately, I don't. I don't think I need that. 
but it is nice when I'm recording to have all of the stuff for recording, like audio hijack and zoom and like just off on the side, but always visible to me. I don't need to move space to space or whatever. But your monitor is like 75 inches or something stupid like that, 32. right? Like I don't, I don't, what, like 228s? Like I don't know how, plus like, didn't you already do this with the studio display and you weren't happy with the amount of space it took up? Two 28-inch displays side by side, that's not going to be incredibly comfortable for you, I think, with your desk arrangement. Yeah, maybe it's too much. But I, I, I kind of like the idea of like, I could see more at once. I could also like use the built-in speakers and like save some room on my desk that way. I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to do it. I don't think, but you wouldn't do that. Cause you like your weird speakers too much. And like the studio keep... display speakers are fine, but like you like those weird speakers. They are cool. Uh, if you're going to do two displays, like I like the one landscape, one portrait. Yeah. But I don't think you would be happy with the way that that looked on your desk. Probably not. I don't know. I wonder if the 4k can be. Vertical. Here's what I'll say to you, Steven, do nothing nothing until the new display comes out yeah that feels right because you guys talked about that on upgrade i think and uh my guess is that uh the pro display as we know it today will go away and there'll be something to replace it but we'll see although that might suggest you would want to sell your current pro display before that happens but like you know who yeah and i have no idea like what the market is i mean I, I can't take a bath on this if i do it so if they're going for you know half on the used market then forget it i mean they probably are so we'll see but anyway i want someone to make a mount for the studio display but if they want you know then i have to make one myself apparently and steven don't do anything with your monitors yet well steven will buy two of them if you make them that's also possible so you already have a market at least two purchases <laughs> uh i'm trying sleep tracking that was the thing that i was gonna say i've done it like as a follow up, I've, boy i've done it for like three days now okay i'm sleeping with my watch on and i'm using sleep plus plus there's two things uh i like the the stats i think it's really interesting i need to use it for longer to see if, you know if it, how much i actually think is interesting my favorite thing about the whole thing is the readiness score i find that to be kind of like a fascinating idea right so like it says like based on all the information you are like this out of 100 uh it's always red for me because i tend to sleep less than seven hours which i feel like i feel like dave is is like judging me personally yeah like underscore decided that if it's less than seven hours he colors it red like your night is colored red Mm -hmm. like i feel like i feel like i'm i'm being personally judged by my friend which is i think it may be a good motivator for me to get more sleep more um, than seven hours? At Who least seven hours, yeah. Well, I actually think everyone. Who's <laughs> got the time? Really? Like, That's what you're supposed to do, yeah, seven hours. Yeah? Seven? Yeah. yeah. Huh. Interesting. What do you do, three? You do like five and a half? It's called an Italian sleep, that one. <laughs> That's what that called. No, I mean, six is like usually the norm for me. If I sleep like seven hours, I wake up with a headache. Six and a half tends to be six and a half to six and hours forty-five tends to be my average, or at least yeah, has been in these last few days. <laughs> but but I know people like Sylvia's sister. She sleeps for like eight or nine hours, and like I mean, it's probably better for you. Is it? Do you want to hear some of my numbers? So last night I slept for seven hours, and I feel it this morning. Going back eight hours five minutes. There he goes. Eight hours six what? minutes. 
eight hour what? 28 minutes how this is big this is big dad sleep that's what this is eight hours and 58 minutes <laughs> what if i slept for nine hours i would have to sleep for 10 more hours right like yeah. that's kind of me <laughs> august 4th nine hours and 40 minutes Shit. Buying what? That's half the day. <laughs> do you check the date? Do you check? Do you check the date of what day it is when you when you wake up? Or like, hey, let me make sure. <laughs> what year <laughs> is it? <laughs> yeah, that's nine How? twenty p.m. to seven a.m. Jeez. Oh wow. I'm, a, I'm youthful, and when you're young, you need a lot of rest. Uh, I, do you like? Okay. God. Okay. So anyway, Mike. So. Mm. David Smith um, shames you for sleeping less than seven hours, and then what? That's how I okay. feel. He's not actually doing it, but like I, f- I feel like I'm letting him down if he's coloring it red. I feel this way with pedometer plus plus too. Like if I don't get enough steps, like I feel like I'm letting underscore down, which is like a weird feeling to have. But nevertheless, I'm enjoying it. I like the 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 combo of my phone and the watch going off as the alarm. Like that actually is waking me up more because it's like I'm physically being interrupted as well as the sound mm-hmm. but we'll see if i just get used to that over time okay well thank you for the i'm trying it i'm i'm still thinking about that 9 20 p.m <laughs> i know man. Look, look sometimes you just got to go to bed early you know but that's was not when you went to bed but... at 9 20 p.m was that when you slept for nine hours uh-huh yeah jeez oh, it was till 7 a.m the next day that's that's an outlier normally i'm right at eight hours I don't know if this is more shocking to me than hearing usually American people say that they eat quote unquote dinner at 6 p.m., mm-hmm. but it's close enough. Yeah, I also do that. That also feels like <laughs> big dad dinner. Yeah, that's that's family. <laughs> 6 p.m., man, come on, 6 p.m. for dinner. It's like, 6 that's like lunchtime. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 6 p.m. Okay. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Text Expander. When you work with a small team, every moment counts. You don't want to be wasting your time finding voice conferencing details to send to a new client or tracking down the same FAQs from the company website. These are the kinds of things you want at your fingertips so you can get your work done faster, and that's why you need Text Expander. With Text Expander, you can access what you type the most with just a few keystrokes allowing you to work faster and eliminate repetition, letting you focus on what matters most to you. TextExpander's powerful shortcuts and abbreviations streamline your team's work. All you have to do is type a short abbreviation, and TextExpander does the rest for you. You just build and collect your most commonly used phrases, messages, URLs, and more, all right within TextExpander. Then you create your chosen abbreviation, and whenever you type that, your snippet automatically appears. And you can do dates, fill in the blank fields, timestamps, and much more. The best part is Text Expander is available on all of your devices Mac, Windows, Chrome, and iOS. I've been using Text Expander forever. I first came across it when I worked back at the Apple Store, and it has totally been a core part of the way I work ever since. 
Uh, I currently have, I'm just looking, 200 snippets set up in Text Expander across 11 snippet groups. Some of those groups are shared with other people I work with, which is really cool. We have one uh, for common uh, Relay FM sponsors, you know, that may have, uh, like Text Expander, a capital letter in the middle of it. We want to make sure we get that right so we're professional and uh, we can just share that amongst the team. It's really great. If repetitive typing is getting you down, you need Text Expander. Check it out today at textexpander.com slash connected, and you can get 20% off your first year. That's textexpander.com slash connected to say goodbye to repetitive typing. Our thanks to Text Expander for their support of the show. we got a big week next week, Federico. Are you excited about Ventura? I can't wait, man. Uh, I've been working on my macOS Ventura review for the past five months. It's in really good shape. Got a nice intro, conclusion, and nothing in between. I mean, do you really need any more? You know, intro conclusions. Like, what do you need any more for? Exactly. Exactly. I just like the bread. Who wants the filler at the sandwich? You know. <laughs> Interesting. All killing a filler, You're... baby. Wow. <laughs> you know. You know. I've been in that. Si- I've been in that situation before. Uh-huh. When uh-huh. like you go to a place. And you get a sandwich, and you like the bread more than you like what's inside. Yeah. Okay, killer no filler. That's how I live my life. What's up with that? What's up That's with that? That's how I write my reviews. <laughs> TVOS review, right? <laughs> All killer. You know what I mean? Why? Yeah, it's 75,000 words? Come on. I'm wasting everyone's time here. I love it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. macOS Ventura, iPadOS 16.1, launching on Monday. October 24th. Uh, right about the I time. I can't wait we... for Stage Manager on the Mac. I'm being serious. I can't wait. I, like, I'm excited. I want to use it. I want to see what it's all about. Oh, you know, you're being serious. make my life better. I'm being oh, genuinely so serious. Ser- yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Uh, okay. But it's, it's, and you never tried it. Nope. You, you don't have a Ventura beta anywhere. Nope. Nowhere. I don't run Interesting. Mac betas. Ah, no. that would be fun. For you to yeah. explore, I'm gonna install yeah. it, and then by next week's episode, I would have tried it out, and I can tell you what I think about like real stage manager. You know, like well, I hope you like. Uh, I hope you like uh, Windows jumping around for you. Because you know that's me. A, that's <laughs> so what you're gonna you get, a, and a lot of it. Uh, we'll find out. Get that. Release candidates for both operating systems are out, and I guess you guys wanted to get my um, my take. Mm. On iPadOS 16? No? I don't know, right? Because you're... I mean, I'm fine if you don't want to hear my well, take on it. Well, here's the thing. It. We're obviously going to be spending a lot of time next week talking about your 16.1 review, right? Well, no. <laughs> See, no? That, that statement is immediately incorrect. Um, because on Monday, I will not publish an iPadOS 16.1 review. Okie dokie. Well, on Monday, I will publish 10,000 words about iPadOS 16 and Stage Manager. All right. Well, we will talk about that then, whatever that is, right? Yeah. But that's good clarification. Yep. That is not actually a review. I'm happy you're doing it that way. So we will talk next week about that. If there's anything you want to add, then feel free. But I don't want to give any spoilies away for your article. No, yeah. We, we'll talk about that for sure. But just I wanted to prepare. Uh, people, I think, on on 
what they should expect. So I've been thinking about this. I've been discussing this with you guys for the past uh, month, really, here on the show. Like, should I do a full-blown review of iPadOS 16? Um, and how can I do it if the key feature of it is still so broken um, going into the public release of it? And I've been thinking about it and thinking about it. And I've made the decision to split what I'm going to do in two parts. The second of which will come later at a date that I still don't know at the moment. But I've made the decision to put out a story on Monday that is just about Stage Manager. I think that's... I think that's what I need to do right now. I think that's what I want to do right now. Um, and it's usually a good indication for me when I sit down to write something and the words just come out. I wrote 10,000 words about Stage Manager and Stage Manager alone in iPadOS 16 in three days. Mm. That's it. Mm. I had excellent notes. I was actually talking to Sylvia about this. She was like, how did you do it? Like 10,000 in three words it, it, it is a lot, even by your standards. I really, I had really good notes um, that I took over the past five months. So I basically hit the ground running uh, on Monday. Um, so I was really happy about that. Uh, but I feel like this is what people expect. This is what people want to talk about right now. This is what I want to talk about right now. But there are other things in iPadOS 16. Uh, there's other things I want to talk about. Display scaling, um, customizable toolbars, some of the other desktop class features. But I'm going to talk about those at a later time. And on Monday, what you will get is a deep dive into Stage Manager and all the aspects of it, all the problems I have with it, the things I like about it. There's a few things I like about it. This story will not have a special layout there will not be an EPUB of this. This will be a something in between of a of a. I mean, it's a, it's a really deep dive into Stage Manager, so it's that kind of long form story. But it also looks like a regular Mac Stories article, and I'm actually thinking about putting it on a single page on Mac Stories um, because I want to make sure that all of it stays on one page from top to bottom. And that was my thinking. Um, the other things in iPadOS 16 are well done and people will start appreciating them right away. But this one we need to talk about right now. And that's why I made the call for a bunch of reasons. The primary one being at this moment right now, I'm inspired to just write about this. Uh, that's what I'm doing. I think it's the best thing to do. I mean, honestly, people that are paying attention to your work, like this is what they want, actually want. They don't mm -hmm. really care, I would assume, as much about like what are the, how does the collaboration on iPadOS 16 work? Like at some point, sure, we can we can get into that. Yeah, and John, I should say John, is also putting out a macOS Ventura review on Monday and all that stuff is in the Ventura review. Collaboration, um, the new FaceTime stuff, the new SharePlay stuff, like all of that is in that story. So uh, th th that also made me feel like, okay, so maybe I can just focus on Stage Manager for iPad and that'll be fine. Yeah, That's I mean, if, if, if this were in a vacuum, you would have to cover all the rest of it, right? But yep. 
because we're in this space now where so many of these features are shared between all the platforms, like yes. stage manager yes. should be what you're focusing on because that's the big deal for iPad OS. You know, iMessage editing and the share place of all that other stuff's everywhere else. So those other articles can can cover those for now. Yeah, and I mean I, I and I already did the iOS 16 review. So like all those basics are already covered. Um and I figured that you know this summer has, has really been well we're not in the summer anymore but this past five months five months have really been a journey for me with stage manager and i talk about this in the review like the review uh, well I, I call it the review it's not a review it's a story but in the story like it starts and it's and it's ve- it takes a very meta approach like i start talking about the article itself um and i go through all those no pun intended. Stages. Ah! Hey, you meant it. Bear with me, please. <laughs> don't, don't put the sound effect in, Stephen, later. Please. <laughs> the crickets? Don't do it. Please, no. The, and the bell. Please it's so crushing, it. right? <laughs> yes. When he does that? It's like, no, it's not a bit. It's just a sentence that I spoke. <laughs> um, <laughs> please. <laughs> but like, I actually went back and read my first impressions story from from july right so that's uh three weeks after wwdc and i was very optimistic about stage manager and 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 i started thinking like obviously not every article ages well right uh just because it's it's the nature of what we do uh you write about a topic and you have three weeks of experience with it you're going to have an opinion. You write about the same topic with five months of experience with it, you're going to have a different opinion. They're just yeah. uh, how technology works. And God, I'm fine with it. It's been that it. long. My word. It's been that long, though. Jeez. Five months. Five monks. Five, five not monks. <laughs> months. <laughs> <laughs> five monks. And we all know that's too many monks. <laughs> five months with it. Um, <laughs> but no, but I thought about like how can you how can you go from thinking oh this is obviously the future to whatever this story is is coming out as and one of them is yes experience just using the thing for a much much longer period of time mm-hmm. but the other aspect is like honestly this feature just got worse with time. Like, it didn't get better. Like, it actually got worse. Technically, from from an interaction point of view, all the different things they tried, sort of throwing spaghetti interactions at the wall and seeing what sticks, like, it's a rare instance of something getting worse during the beta cycle and so yeah i i thought about like why did i say those things in july and why am i saying these things now um but yeah i mean i guess you'll find out the rest in the article and we'll talk about this next wednesday it should be i don't want to say fun but it should be interesting Interesting, I, I think, is a good way to put because it's not going to be fun, right? Like, I don't, I don't think know. it's going to be this, fun. This isn't a fun thing. This is annoying, no. right? Like, this, no. this is a frustrating 
experience. It was going to lead to a lot of interesting conversations, uh, as it has done already, right? And like to see all of your thoughts in one place is going to be like I think quite a a overwhelming experience. Honestly, is my expectation. Um, That yes, that's a fun. It is not. It would be fun if this worked the way that we want it to. You know, like that's the true fun. Yeah, and like overwhelming, I think it's a good way to put it. And there's um, specifically the two sections before the conclusions when where where I I really go for it. Yeah, you will see. But but there's a lot to talk about, and and I tried to set aside my my feelings as much as possible. Like I tried to like. Right now, like, I got to be honest with you guys. We talked about this on the show. Uh, right now, I'm exhausted. And I'm not exhausted because, oh, poor Tichi had to write 10,000 words in three days. No, it's not it. It's the five months of talking about this. Like, I want to move on, honestly. It's like, an emotionally draining experience. It's right? been emotionally draining. And I just want to move on. But I try to set that aside as much as possible and be like, okay, I'm a person testing this for the first time, what do I think about it? Like, that's the perspective I tried to use for this article. And still, it wasn't fun. So don't come to this story for the fun of it. I hope you will come for the detail of it and the examples. Uh, There's a, if anything, I try to document all the things I talk about with videos and screenshots and just uh, details, Uh, edge cases, non-edge cases like regular stuff that most people do that'll be out on monday (laughs) and we'll see what happens i suppose yeah it could have been such a celebratory time right because we've talked about the desire for more powerful multitasking on this device forever and this really could have been like a really groundbreaking moment for the ipad bringing it into a new era And maybe stage manager can still do that, but it's not doing it on day one, right? And so it's going to be forever tainted by its launch. And I, you know, my sort of fear with it, if you will, it's probably too strong of a word, is that people are going to, you know, read coverage of it, like, you know, what's what you're writing or others are writing and doing videos on, all completely fair criticism. And they're going to say, oh, well, that's not for me. And they're never going to check it out. Or they're going to have a bad experience and basically just write it off forever, right? Um, I think uh, the analogy that comes to mind for me or another similar situation is iCloud, right? Mobile Me was really bad. People were afraid of iCloud, that it would eat all their contacts. And you know what? The early days of iCloud weren't that great. Now it's pretty good, but there's still those echoes of Apple's bad at services that continue to haunt them to this day. And that is what I fear is going to happen to stage manager. Even if they fix all of the bugs and say we don't have to wait to iPad OS 17, you know, heaven forbid they actually do like actual work in a point update to make this better. The launch is has poisoned the water, right? And I don't know if they're if they're going to get past that anytime soon. And that's a bummer to me because while personally the way that it works doesn't really work for me. Um, also I'm an iPad mini user, so take, you know, not really, <laughs> no have it on an iPad anyways, but there <laughs> will be people, there will be people who this will click for, 
but it'll be turned off by the bugs, right? There's a difference between, oh, this like jives with the way that I work and this is broken and like it crashes all the time, right? And unfortunately, the bugs outweigh the possibility for anyone to jive with it because they're going to be frustrated with with all the problems that you've written about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Apple Maps also comes to mind when you say that. And look how long it took for for people to realize, oh, Apple Maps is actually good now, <laughs> like a decade. One of the things that I... That I that I have actually in the in the introduction of the story, I'm sure like there have been moments when using stage manager has felt nice over the past two weeks. But that feeling required a lot of adjustment. Because all the bugs we've been talking about for the past month here on the show, they are all here in the release candidate version. All the bugs are here. They never left. They're all in the shipping version of Stage Manager. We're still talking about the same things. Magic keyboard bugs. uh, Changing orientation bugs. Like all of of those things. They're still here. But I, I know how to deal with them. My concern is, well, obviously not everybody has been a dealing with this for five months, you know? Uh, and so, that, that, but one of the things I have in the intro is I know I'm, I'm, I'm fully aware of the fact that there's going to be people who are going to update to Stage Manager on Mon- to iPad 16 on Monday, use Stage Manager and be like, oh, I don't get that Vitici guy. Why was he complaining about this? Hmm. I get it. Some of you out there will like this. And it's not, it's not that I don't like the idea of this, but, you know, you'll see next week. And there's also the fact that, I don't know, when I see these tweets, you know, from, from people, like even yesterday and today, like, have you, been, uh, have you been reporting this feedback to Apple as uh, <laughs> radars or whatever they're called, feedback items? Feedbacks. No, feedbacks. Feedbacks. And I wish I could get into the details of this, but the answer is yes. Many, many, many times over the summer. And yet, you know, that didn't really do anything. So I kind of, I cannot buy into the theory that uh, one of our excellent Discord members, Mark, shared a few minutes ago in the Discord as. Mark was listening to this episode um, live. It kind of feels like Apple doesn't know <laughs> what pro power users don't like about Stage Manager anymore, and and it's kind of like they're putting this out right now because they need to understand what's wrong with it by releasing it in the public, which is not the most absurd theory. I have heard lately. I do believe that a part of Apple has kind of lost the thread of this lately. And they see that people have a problem with it, but they don't have the full context or the lengthy details of what the problem is exactly. So maybe it 
treat this as a, a more public beta test, if you will. My recommendation is to try Stage Manager. See if you like it. See what you don't like. My recommendation is to not use it for production work or for anything that involves a critical task on your iPad. So that's that you can expect from my story on Monday. Hmm. Plus a lot more detail. But uh, we'll get into that next week. I'm looking forward to reading it, buddy. Thank you. I'll send you. I'll send you a draft soon. Yes. Everybody else will need to wait. Haha. Uh-huh. Yeah, Mike, you, you have to wait. Started a, you oh. could have started a podcast with me in 2013. In yeah, that case, you, you would have a draft, but you didn't. Yeah. So. So, uh, so, haha. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sucks to be you. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Connected is brought to you by Clean My Mac X. You want to make sure that you can trust your Mac. It's a crucial tool for work, education, and life. MacPaw is on a mission to help machines help you, which is why they developed Clean My Mac X, the ideal decluttering app for the Mac that can help keep it in tip-top shape. So what exactly does it do? Well, Clean My Mac X includes 49 tools to find and delete invisible computer junk. It helps tune up your Mac so it runs at maximum speed. Plus, it organizes disk space, showing you large hidden folders, honestly, that you probably forgot about, meaning that you could free up tons of space so your Mac never runs into issues with storage. It also fights Mac-specific malware and adware, protecting your computer, and it prevents a Mac from cluttering, lagging, and slowing down. Clean My Mac's all-new menu bar app helps you take care of your Mac's health quicker than ever. It has six detailed monitors that provide useful information about storage, your state of protection, CPU performance, RAM, battery, and network speeds. Clean My Mac X is notarized by Apple and is available in the Mac App Store, so it's been checked for security, and it really stands out in its design. It's a beautiful application. In 2021, Clean My Mac was honored with the Red Dot Award, UX Design Award, and has become a Webby Award nominee this year. Despite the war in MacPaw's home country of Ukraine, the team has worked hard to make sure there are no disruptions in the support and development of Clean My Mac X. The product is stable, safe, and secure. Get Clean My Mac X with 5% off at macpaw.app connected. The discount is only valid for two weeks, so go there now. macpaw.app connected for 5% off. Our thanks to Clean My Mac X for the support of the show. And Relay FM. Stage manager, smage manager. It's no monks here. It's time to talk about the Apple TV, baby. Hello, okay. I'm Mike Hurley. I'm TVOS guy, TV, as known as TVOS guy Mike Hurley. You may remember me from such stories as TVOS 16 review, <laughs> TVOS 15 review, <laughs> TVOS 14 review, and more. Well, I'm here to tell you about this brand new deal you can get on an Apple TV. <laughs> Apple TV new one, we'll call it. There is uh, features the A15 Bionic with four Why gigabytes of RAM. Why are you a RAM. salesman right now? I it's don't really know. Weird. I just, <laughs> it's where okay. I ended up going. I no, didn't mean this on. when I started it, but it just started, and now here I am. It just happened. Okay. It features support for HDR10+. Plus. Uh, I don't know who put this in here, but I assume Steven. 12% thinner and around 50% lighter than the previous Apple TV 4K. That's important. 
You want it to be thinner and lighter. Yeah, oh man, if there's one thing I've needed from the Apple TV, it's thinner and lighter. It's like, please make this thing smaller. Don't you hold your Apple TV every time, every night before you go to sleep? Also, I, I bet this. some people really care about this, but they really shouldn't. It doesn't have a fan inside of it. I mean, would you have known? Who knew? Who knew there was a fan in the Apple TV? Like, you could hear that thing. Only... Minute. One person. And I don't even believe... That fan's inside of his head. You know what I mean? I don't even <laughs> wow. think that this. <laughs> the, the fan Take is coming John. from inside the head now. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Someone's going to cool that brain down. Well, I know that Apple TV had one fan, and that was you, man. Yeah, baby. It's me. Oh, I love it. Uh, there are two Apple TV configurations. It's $129 for the 64 gigabyte, which is down $50. And $149 for the 128 gigabyte. And that's now the only one that has Ethernet and a Thread radio. Okay, before we talk about Thread and Matter, because that's a thing, what do y'all think about the lack of Ethernet? My Apple TV is plugged into Ethernet, but only because I have a Switch literally sitting right next to it. I would not run Ethernet to my Apple TV otherwise. This is zero of a problem. Yeah, I agree. Like a Nintendo Switch? I mean, that's also Even? on the TV, but like an Ethernet Switch. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. I did not. Did not. Okay, I, was, so, I was sitting there. My brain was trying to get around that one, and it couldn't. Yeah, no. This was right there. Uh, he sucked the Joy-Con right out of the room, you know? I think this makes sense, right? Take <laughs> stuff out of the Apple TV. Make it as cheap as you possibly can. Ethernet is... Ethernet for a streaming TV device is a niche thing. Yeah. Have it as an option on the most expensive one. This makes perfect sense to me. And I don't know about the uh, current one, but for a long time, the Apple TV, I think including mine, uh, was only 100 megabit. Like, Because you don't need to go any faster yeah. for streaming Hulu, right? So I, I agree with you. I don't think it's a big deal. Some people will complain about it. But like I said, the only reason mine is plugged in is because I have Ethernet coming out of the wall into an Eero and out of the Eero into just a little like five port switch because I have a Mac Mini and the Apple TV, you know, plugged in. I did want the Mac Mini on Ethernet and I have, uh, I do have a Nintendo Switch there as well, but that, you know, no Ethernet for Mario. You can actually get a switch with an Ethernet. There's like a, like a USB C get- adapter. No, there's a the dock has Ethernet in it. Not your version. The the OLED switch comes with a dock. Oh that yeah, has I've an got Ethernet the port. the previous previous the one. The OLED so, switch. So tell us about the Thread Radio thing because I've read some stuff on it and I honestly don't know what well, the deal is. You know, here. we've all read the article from from prolific fake news spreader John Voorhees, <laughs> right? <laughs> Over on sketchy Mac stories, where where John said. That because it has a thread radio in it, it can be a matter controller. And like, I've been spending way too much time reading about matter recently. And this is like only half accurate. So, mm. my understanding is all of these Apple TVs can be matter controllers because to be a matter controller, you, you needs to have an app like the home app. And an app is actually the controller. The thread radio will, in theory, allow for devices that will support matter over thread to connect to the Apple TV if it's your home hub because thread is not matter. Like matter is supported by devices that have networking. So if you just have devices that are thread only and that's how they talk to each other, they can't join a matter home without a bridge in the middle. It is unknown 
if the Apple TV can work as a bridge as of right now for Matter devices. My understanding is the device makers need to update their devices so they can work as Matter over Thread. And if that's the case, then the Apple TV can do that. So easy, like Apple TV is a Matter controller. The Thread one will be able to connect to Thread devices. Otherwise, it won't be able to. So what you're saying is that Thread doesn't matter. Yeah, it. baby. Uh, I think this might be one of the reasons the HomePod Mini has a Thread radio in it. To be a matter controller that can bridge to Thread devices? Because it has it in there and it, it, like it couldn't do anything. So I think that they're putting this in there. But as of right now, it is still a little unclear as to who and what devices can be integrated into a matter home over thread because it, it's not that simple. And you may need to, like, say, for example, you have a bunch of... Federico, you, you've bought some thread stuff before, right? What's a company that's really in on thread? Is it like Eve? 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 Yeah. So like Eve might make a matter bridge device which will connect all of their thread devices to a matter home and then it will be done uh that's the matter part and uh the Siri remote now has USB-C yeah instead of lightning the tide is turning away from mm -hmm. uh, away from lightning well yeah. unless you're the iPad we'll talk about that in a minute uh in the there's not a USB-C cable in the box but I guess Apple assumes you have a USB-C charger because you have mm -hmm. other devices if you just have an Apple TV and an iPhone, too bad. <laughs> Go buy a USB-C cable. Yeah, I mean, that, that seems weird to me anyway. Uh, believe it or not, there are new tvOS features. There are more tvOS features in tvOS post-16 <laughs> that we didn't know <laughs> about uh, than there were, I think, in all of tvOS 16. So tvOS 16.1 slash tvOS 16.2. Some of these features are said to be coming later this year, but as of right now, it seems a bit complicated to actually work out which is which. Features a new compact Siri UI. So it looks more like the Siri UI on the phones now, where it kind of like it's got the little... What is that animation called, Federico? Has it got a name? The little Siri logo I, thing? I have no idea. You know a what Siri, I'm talking about. The little orb, Siri logo right? thing. Yes. And you know, I like now if you speak to Siri, like on the phone, it like kind of looks like little speech bubbles in a way, like these little yeah. cards, and then it puts the answers above them. That's coming to tvOS. Nice. As well as Siri voice recognition for up to six family members. So if the three of us live together, which would be really quite a thing. If Federico said, give me some recommendations, and Steven said, give me some recommendations, they're going to be different. You know, like if Federico says, give me some recommendations, it will say, here's the newest episode of The Big Brother. And if Steven said, give me some recommendations, it would be like, here's some nerdy stuff. You know, and just give him that to watch. Or some football or whatever, because Steven's like big on sports now, is in my understanding. So it would give them different recommendations because it can understand who they are. Also, if you were wearing AirPods connected to an Apple TV and you use the wake phrase, you know, it will now just respond to that. One thing that uh, Matt C said in Discord, which I agree with, uh, the remote doesn't have U1 support or like built in AirTags or something. So you can still mm -hmm. lose it pretty easily that that i really I've, don't think we're just gonna don't do. lose it 
Do you know what I mean? Just don't I mean, lose it. You don't live in a household with children. <laughs> Let me tell you, son. They get lost. Just don't. Just don't lose it. Get four of them. They're expensive. I my expectation for that kind of thing. I agree, but like it's the expense. How much could a U one chip cost? Million dollars. I mean, they put them in iPhones and didn't do anything with them for a year. Like, <laughs> sprinkle them over everything. I uh, I think you're forgetting the AirDrop UI that never worked. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mind. Woo! <laughs> that never worked, right? Like, Terrible. <laughs> it never worked. It never it made never. any sense what it did, and it never did anything. <laughs> and, they did, and they just ignored it. Like, they didn't. It's like, shh, <laughs> shh. <laughs> Stop asking. <laughs> they were like, is this a positional airdrop in the room with us right now? Like, <laughs> yeah. You shipped it. Like, no. <laughs> no, we didn't. Oh, that's oh. the new Apple TV. I I feel no reason for anyone to upgrade if you already have a 4K model. Yeah, there is. I mean, if you have a really good TV, you may benefit from HDR 10 plus. I guess so. That's kind of, kind of, it and or if apple ever or anybody can ever announce as to whether this thread thing will actually connect matter devices together right yeah maybe then um but if you've really gone all in on thread devices there's probably going to be another solution for you or just get a homepod mini <laughs> A lot cheaper. It, again, if that will work. We don't know, right. really. There's, yeah, st- yeah. there's still more clarity to come uh, in November, I think, for some for the kind of final yeah. pieces of this stuff. I hope you get to go to the Matter press event since you're the Matter expert on Relay FM now. Yeah. I mean, they should, really, right? But, like, no one's... I haven't got my invite yet. You matter. Thank you. To me, Mike. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so when are people getting all of this as early as Monday? The Apple TV. And TV US... Uh... Yeah, the, the not the TVS 16 features. Oh, uh, as soon as mo- t- Monday. <laughs> yeah. I think it's Monday because yeah. cool. point one is out everywhere on Monday. Right, but not all these features are in point one. Right. Yeah. Right. So as well, you soon can't, as. You can't even order a new Apple TV box until November. Weird. I just, sorry. I just loaded the page and was distracted by facts. I did not know that. Big news. Mm-mm-mm. New iPad Pro. The iPad Pro has been updated, supercharged with an M2 processor like in the MacBook Air and the 13-inch MacBook Pro. Physically, they're basically the same, same design we've had now, uh, same Thunderbolt port on the short end. The camera is still where it was. Uh, really, the biggest hardware change, I think, comes in the form of some faster networking, so Wi-Fi 6E and 5G support. But it also includes something called Apple Pencil Hover. Uh, Federico, can you explain this to us? So in theory, this this feature, which will work with the second generation Apple Pencil, there's no new Apple Pencil to use this feature. But Hover Text, uh, well, no, just Apple Pencil Hover, I'm sorry. Um, it'll allow you to um, hover with your Apple Pencil over any uh, UI element on iPadOS 16, and th- th- the interface will react to the hovering tip of the Apple Pencil within, I believe, it's 12 millimeters. So it uses real close proximity to the display, and things will happen before you actually touch the iPad screen with the Apple Pencil. Uh, demos that were uh, showed off and you know explained to the press 
about this feature where, for example, in Apple Notes, you will be, you will be able to preview a color uh, before placing it on the page. Or, for example, if you're hovering with the Apple Pencil uh, and you have selected a color in the Apple Notes drawing tools and you hover with the Apple Pencil over another color, you will be able to preview the mix of those two colors before actually drawing with the Apple Pencil on screen. But this goes beyond. That, that's very nice. And this mm. goes beyond drawing and sketching tools. Uh, so, for example, you will be able to hover with the Apple Pencil on the home screen and you will see uh, icons be selected as you little, hover over cursor. them. Little cursor, actually. Like a, it's exactly the, the equivalent of having a pointer or the tvOS uh, focus engine, uh, but with a hovering Apple Pencil. And I believe, if my understanding is correct of this, you will be able to hover over any UI element that otherwise supports the pointer. Like, uh, I don't know, uh, clicking a link in Safari or uh, previewing a document in files. Like, there's an API for developers to specifically optimize for this feature, unlike Stage Manager. Um, but in general, this should work out of the box quote-unquote, for free with any native interface element of iPadOS, which is pretty cool. But I have a question. I know that a similar feature, and get this, because I don't, I don't think you guys know about this, a similar feature already exists in iPadOS on an older 2020 or 2021 iPad Pro. It's called Hover Text, and it's an accessibility feature that you can enable in accessibility settings. And it does exactly what it says. It lets you hover with the Apple Pencil over text fields and other UI elements in the iPadOS UI. And you're hovering, right? You're hovering with the Apple Pencil. You're not touching the screen. You're hovering with the tip of the pencil. And when you do... Uh, if this feature is enabled, you get a, re a little uh, readout. You get a little pop-up that tells you what you're hovering over with the Apple Pencil. That's interesting, right? Um, that it's already, in a way, technically possible. Now, I would like to get more details from Apple about how and why Apple Pencil Hover is different from Hover Text. My hope is that uh, Apple Pencil Hover is faster and, and uses the new hardware to pull for uh, changes in a hovering Apple Pencil far more frequently than Hover Text does on older hardware. Because it would sure be awkward if this was another case of Apple artificial, artificially limiting a feature on new hardware where it's actually technically possible on older iPad models as well. So I'm looking forward to a technical explanation about this. I'm sure there is one. We still haven't heard the details about this. So I just thought I'd mention this. I've never tried that. I didn't know that existed. I mean, what I wanted to say, there was a Wacom tablet user this is basically that kind of functionality. So when I use a Wacom tablet with my Mac, 
if I have the tip of the pen hovering over the the tablet, it moves the cursor around. And then when I place my the tip down on like physically touching, that's when I can say select something. So like if I'm hovering around a document, I can like move the cursor around with it like above the tablet. And then when I actually touch the tip of the pen to the tablet, it would then start a text selection. So like it sounds like it's gonna work somewhat like that, which is which is cool. And I would be interested to see how some apps could use it. But I I find that to be really... I didn't even know the iPad could do this. I didn't know that the iPad screen had the ability to detect the the pencil in that way. That's fascinating. I mean, you've got to hope that, as you say, it's like a... This is a better, more reliable version of it. I I hope that's the case. I mean, it sure looked like it was much faster than hover texting demos. Um, I'm just curious about what exactly in the hardware enables this because it sure isn't the Apple Pencil, right? It's still the same no, Apple Pencil. It's, it should be a sense layer in the screen. Should be something like that, yeah. right? Some yeah. hardware change that you physically cannot get in an M1 iPad Pro at least. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see about that. I think all in all, people are kind of lukewarm on the iPad Pro update, but not every update can be super exciting, right? They continue to update this product every 18 months, and we can talk about some of the things that it didn't get in the next section, but all in all, like if you have an older iPad Pro, maybe like a pre-redesigned one that, uh, or one that's not going to get stage manager... I don't think it's a bad machine. It's just, you know, not as flashy as some people, I guess, wanted it to be, but it can't be that every time. Justice for the 11-inch. It did not get a mini-LED display. That's a bummer. That's so sad. That's so sad. And I saw a rumor now that the expectation is they're probably just going to wait and put them all to OLED, but that's not likely to hit until at least 2024. So, like... That 11-inch, I don't even understand why it exists. I you don't know, get it. I don't get it now. Like, I, what is it doing? I'm going to tell you guys something. Tell us. I have been entertaining, all right? Entertaining hmm. the idea of actually using an 11-inch iPad Pro as my main iPad Pro lately mm-hmm. because of the display scaling feature in iPad OS 16. If you display scale an 11-inch iPad Pro to use the more space setting, you get the same pixel density of a 12.1-inch iPad Pro and a much, much more compact package. And I don't know. i kind of been thinking about it. The price of a refurbished 11-inch iPad Pro with M1 dropped as of today or yesterday. Because if, if there's one thing I don't like about the big iPad Pro is that when you hold it as a tablet, you know, you're like Moses, basically. Yeah, what I should say is I feel like I was a little harsh when I said because I'm a bit upset about it. But, like, I've long said that I thought the 11-inch was the better choice uh, uh, for iPad Pro because it has much of everything. And especially now with that display scaling feature, you can effectively have what you can have on screen on a 12-inch on an 11-inch they just like shrunken down. But I'm just really disappointed that they did not 
find a way to bring that screen to the 11 inch like i really feel like they got lost somewhere with this display tech for some reason like i'm not sure why they introduced it all that time ago like on the 12.9 if they were not intending to put it on anything else like it's just on that display and then on the macbooks like pros it's just very weird to me like i'm not sure what happened there or what the plan was there for the 11 inch but it seems like along the way it got lost yeah if only they were making a folding ipad you know because what i love about the 12.9 is that when i place it on my desk or i'm using it on my lap it's mm-hmm. big enough to have multiple windows now mm-hmm. so that part i like what i don't like is when i detach it from the keyboard it so there's so much tablet in I, your feel th- I feel like the 12.9 is kind of unusable as a quote-unquote tablet it's not unusable. For me, it but, is. It's just too big. But it's a, <laughs> it's a statement, you yeah. know, when you're using that as a tablet. But again, like Stephen, my favorite's the Mini. So, you know what I mean? Like, that's the big yeah. difference. It's like two of yeah. them, three of them. I, I just really want a folding iPad, I think. Yeah, you just got some time to Give wait, me though. something, like, don't let me choose between big and small. Why not both? You know? Pokinolastos. Yeah. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Hover. Have you ever thought about starting your own business or creating a brand? Maybe you have knowledge that you want to share with the world. Hover wants to help you take your first step in getting your ideas off the ground. If you have a brand that you've always dreamt of building or a business you want to take online, the first step is finding your domain name. Hover makes this super simple with a clear and straightforward user experience, easy-to-use tools, and truly amazing support from friendly human beings. It's never too late to step up to the plate and share what you have to offer. Getting online has helped thousands of people around the world reach new heights with their businesses. All of my domains are at Hover. I love if I have an idea for something, the way their search works is really fantastic. You can just plug in some keywords, and if what you're looking for isn't available, they suggest a lot of other domain names for you. It's the best experience I've ever had buying and managing domain names. In addition to the classics like .com, you can also get extensions like .shop, .tech, .art. There's over 400 more to choose from, so you're able to find the perfect domain for your business. One that's memorable relevant, and boost your brand. With Hover, you can buy a domain, set up custom email boxes, and point it to your website in just a few clicks. And if you ever run into trouble, help is just a phone call or chat away. Secure, simple, and reliable, Hover is a trusted and popular choice amongst millions of people launching any kind of brand or business online. So if you're ready to get your idea off the ground with the perfect domain name, Head on over to hover.com slash connected. There you'll get 10% off your first Hover purchase. Once again, that's hover.com slash connected to get 10% off. Our thanks to Hover for the support of the show. The iPad Pro was not the only new iPad introduced this week. We also got a new now 10th generation iPad. So this is the base iPad model. iPad X. iPad X. It has been redesigned to basically fall in line with the iPad Air and the iPad Pro. So the flat sides, no home button. Uh, it now uses the, all the gestures. Touch ID is in the power button, like the uh, some of the other iPads. And it comes in four colors, uh, silver, 
yellow, pink, and blue. And I don't know about y'all, but I have like strong iPhone 5C vibes from these colors. They're, they mm-hmm. seem, at least online and the pictures I've seen, very vibrant and, and bright and fun. So that's good. The screen is now 10.9 inches, so it's just creeping up in size over time. And it uses the A14 Bionic chip. So no stage manager, just the A14. Uh, 5G support. Which, which is a feature in and of itself. Is a know? feature in and of itself. You don't want stage manager? <laughs> this is the one to get. Um, and it has no headphone jack. So headphone jack, uh, people, I'm sorry about the news. You can use a USB-C to 3.5 millimeter if you need to. The pencil support is a thing. Uh, Mike, can you walk us through these changes? I don't know if you want me to be the one to walk you through. I mean, I can. I want you specifically to be the one to walk us through these changes. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So this iPad supports the original Apple Pencil. So not the one... <laughs> From 2015. Not the one that charges on the side. It's the one with the little cap, and you take the little cap off, and you've got a lightning port. They did not update this Apple Pencil to feature a USB-C port because that's now what this one has. Neither did they put the inductive charging technology on the side of this iPad so you could uh, charge it. It has a, a smart connector on the side, but they didn't like create a new pencil that charges via that smart connector or anything. Um, so it supports the Gen 1 pencil. If you need to charge this now, you will have to use an adapter and a USB-C charging cable. The Apple Pencil now ships with this adapter if you buy it new. If you have an old one, you need to buy the adapter. The adapter is hilariously large. It's a very large adapter, <laughs> Yeah, uh, which I find <laughs> funny. So you may be thinking, oh, Mike, come on, burn them down. No, I think the outrage to this online is ridiculous. I think people need to chill out, <laughs> right? This is like everyone already hated this Apple Pencil, right? Because like, oh, you have to plug it in to charge it. Well, you, you know what? They fixed that, Yeah. right? You fixed that. You complained. Now they fixed it. You don't plug it into the iPad anymore, all right? You didn't want to do it, did you? You complained for years. <laughs> Look at this design. And everyone thought that was so funny, even though that made sense because you have the device, you just charge it with the device. Well, now they fixed it. Now you have to get a cable and a little thing and you charge it. Uh, uh, but I mean, <laughs> surely there, <laughs> there was a better way than a dongle <laughs> to do this. Right, there was. But the way to do it is like a thing they don't want to do, which well, is we're going to redesign well, the first gen Apple Pencil for this one iPad. Like, th- they're not going to do it. Or, and get this, stop using the product from 2015 and use the second generation Apple but, Pencil. But so the, the complicating factor here is that the camera is now on the long side, which is. That's the right decision, right? That's where the I camera should be. But it's not my problem, though. Like, yeah. You are designing the thing. Nah. I'm sure I think you they made the right fit. set of decisions. You know what you should do, though? Just buy the new Logitech crayon. It has a USB-C port in the top. You just plug. There you I, go. Don't buy, I don't want to buy a thing that's called a crayon. Like, <laughs> Logitech not a crayon, kid, baby. Not a child. Yeah, the, the realistic situation is, right? And I, I think, look, nobody knows how the iPad is used more than Apple. They decided what they thought was best to do is to put that camera on that long edge 
and just let people deal with the upper pencil. Mm-hmm. My expectation is uh, the majority of people that are buying the the regular iPad are not buying an Apple Pencil to go along with it. Because if they were, I have no doubt they would have updated this the same way they did with the iPad Mini. I don't know why they did it with the iPad Mini now, to be honest, but like whatever, they did it now. I just think that like this is one of those things that people are getting way too mad about for a product that they're never going to use, and even if they own the product, a feature they're never going to use. And so it's just like, I think they made the right decision for this product, which is to put the camera in a logical place, which is on the landscape side, and just like with other products, they'll deal with this later on. I, I could see uh, a couple of alternatives here. I agree with you. The camera on the long side is correct because most of the time iPads are used horizontally. Mm-hmm. Maybe they could refactor the case where like the pencil goes on the short side, right? Um, I don't have an iPad this size handy, but I think it would fit. But they're not going to retool the case stuff for the base iPad. Um, there is something kind of funny, though, that you can you can now use the pencil plugged in with a cable. It reminds me of when you go into the bank and like the pins are on those little like <laughs> ball chain things so they don't get lost <laughs> or stolen. But yeah. I, I tend to agree with you. I, I don't think it's like, yes, it's a little awkward, but it's not the end of the world. And they made an awkward product awkward in a new way. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's all they did. It's just new awkward. Yeah, it was what already was, awkward. What was Alex's tweet? Like the old way was bad, but thankfully the new way is bad or something. It was it was very funny. Yeah. It's all just bad, right? But it's not like it's there's not the no regression here really. It's just like weird in a new way. Yeah. Exactly. And I just think it's like something that people are like way too mad about. Like it does I just think you know, chill. For the record, I think it's wrong. I think, I, like, I get it that it's not a big deal. I just think it's wrong as a product. I just think it's wild that they're selling a new iPad in 2022 and they're forcing you to use an accessory from 2015. Yeah, it's a bad Apple Pencil compared to the new one too, right? Yeah, It's a bad Apple Pencil and they're forcing you to use an accessory from 2015 with an adapter and, and, and a cable if you want to charge. Like, I... Mm-hmm. I just think, like, I understand, like, this is not the end of the world. Like, the world is not going to end because the new iPad uses the original Apple Pencil. But if we are judging the iPad as a product, I think it's a bad deal and it's a bad design. Like, if you're in charge of designing this, figure out a way to use both the camera and the pencil on the same side. Right. I just want to say, I 100% agree with you, right? Like, 100%. Like, they should have found a way to deal with it. My point is the fact that I've seen Apple Pencil was a trending topic on Twitter today suggests that people care way more than they need to about this. But it's funny. I mean, come on. Have you seen the adapter? But it's, it's, <laughs> if people just treated it like a fun thing, fine. But people are so angry about it. And that I just find to be, like, too strange. Uh, it's a It's a vibe. Just wait until they switch the iPhone from Lightning to USB-C. You, you think it's it's wild out there now. <laughs> Just wait a year. Only if you need a dongle. It's only a problem if you need a dongle. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you can use this Apple Pencil dongle, maybe. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Would it work? I'm trying to think. It's probably one of the reasons that this dongle exists. Right? Maybe. Yeah, this is like a test run. This I mean, is preparation dongle. Because the, the other factor with this iPad, and I want to, I, I don't want to stray into the iPad lineup conversation yet. We're going to do that in a second. But this iPad is significantly more expensive than it was before. Yeah. 
And but it's great though. Well, the ninth gen is still for sale at the original price, and so right. But that makes sense based on what you just said, though, right? They just made it more expensive, so so like they've 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 changed that a little bit. So if if you're talking about schools or businesses just want to buy like the cheapest iPad and they need a pencil, those customers aren't even going to run into this because they're going to go buy the cheaper one, right? It's one hundred twenty dollars mm-hmm. cheaper. So it's it's awkward, but I don't think it's got to go past that in in terms of you know tearing our clothes and sitting in sackcloth i want to go this ipad's awesome right 10.9 inch screen awesome colors actually truly exist they're real colors they're not fake they're real colors they're actual colors 5g support if you care about that yeah camera on the landscape side perfect place does it best keyboard folio (laughs) (laughs) the best one it has the best one i mean it's got a function row which is fun function row trackpad kickstand you can remove the keyboard if you want to yeah which is awesome right as a thing and the back case i mean come on federico i know look it's kickstand season baby i know it's kickstands are back turns out kickstands are good who would have thought right i will say no i won't say kickstands are back kickstands now exist on the ipad right like what what you did before was not official (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah but but microsoft's been doing this forever right like kickstands never went away yes exactly like the yeah surf- but that's why i said on the ipad you know like but here they are there's an argument to be made for the fact that using a kickstand on your lap is probably not as convenient or comfortable as using the magic keyboard but still i just i cannot believe that we are getting a more flexible and functional because it, it literally comes with an additional keyboard row that we're getting this kind of better keyboard on the base model iPad than on the iPad called iPad Pro. You know, I do want to say you compared it to the Magic Keyboard where I think maybe the better comparison is the Smart Keyboard Folio. Yeah, with no trackpad. Which is also really uncomfortable, right? Like on the lap. Like it's... It doesn't like dig in, but it also like the angle is always bad. It was weighted poorly. You could push it over really. Just to say it just falls over. <laughs> yeah. Where this, I mean, I haven't used this, but my assumption is that the kickstand is like you can choose your angle more freely, right? Like it is. I'm assuming it's not just like one. I don't know angle. I don't know if anybody knows the answer to that out of the two of you, but I'm expecting they made it like a kickstand, so like you can move it to different angles. And the fact that you can have it so then you can you can prop up the, you know, you can prop up the if you want to just watch a video and have no keyboard attached to it. This is a great iPad. This is a great iPad. Yeah, I think so. And I'm very jealous of that keyboard. Mm-hmm. It's a great iPad. But then when you consider all these iPads together, I, I think it becomes a very strange story. And I think... And I think it, it, it shows a general sense of confusion right now in iPad land at Apple in both software and hardware. Steven is very funnily, I should say, using the uh, compare iPad models page as a spooky nickname on Discord. And that's funny, <laughs> but he's actually right. It is... a it, 
it's a page. It's, it's, it's a very interesting page to go to. I think the iPad lineup right now, this is not the first time this is happening. I think we were having this conversation six or seven years ago, if I'm not mistaken, where there were multiple versions of the Mini, multiple versions of the Air. It's not the first time we're having this conversation, but it's happening again. And the situation we're here right now is that you have this middle lineup of iPads, right? With the iPad 9th gen and the iPad 10th gen and the iPad Air and the 11-inch iPad Pro, where they're all kind of similar to each other Mm -hmm. with a bunch of differences. Like you have the two extremes, right? The iPad mini, smallest iPad, very clear proposition. 12.9-inch iPad Pro, the biggest iPad, also a very clear proposition. And then (laughs) the... You know, to go back to the sandwich metaphor, the thing in the middle is just a whole salad of iPads. You have two regular iPads and the iPad Air and the 11-inch iPad Pro where the differences between them are so small, right? And and what it's it's the it's the inconsistency that kills you, right? Mm-hmm. It's the fact that some features and some accessories are shared between these iPads, are compatible between these iPads, but some of them are not. And the decision feels very arbitrary, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, we have a new keyboard on the iPad because we we moved the smart connector, but it's only on this iPad. Like, it's like, and you have. Um, we have a new iPad with a flat edge design, but no, it only works with the first generation Apple Pencil. Like, is there anyone who doesn't work at the operations team at Apple who can make who can make sense of this lineup? You can try to justify what Apple is doing. You can try to explain what Apple is doing. But honestly, look at that image. Look at that products page. And please tell me how it is a, pr- a page that makes sense for a regular person. The iPad Air as great as it is, probably shouldn't exist now with the current lineup, right? Yeah, it feels like it's squeezed out. iPad mini, iPad, and then the two iPad Pros now should be what what's there. It made The iPad Air made more sense before the iPad became what it just became, right? Because now, right, what? Like now the iPad Air, I feel like, is the most odd one out, right? Because the iPad Air... Similar in size to the iPad now. They probably have a very similar screen, I would expect, technology-wise. Well, they, they actually, they're, the displays are where some of the biggest differences are. So if you look at the compare page, okay, the iPad is sRGB, not wide color. Oh, okay. Is not fully laminated and does not have the anti-reflective coating. Well, there you go then. Well, fool me. If you move to the Air, you pick up lamination... Reflective coating, P3 color gamut. Okay. And then if you go all the way to the Pro, you get all that stuff plus ProMotion. So the the Pro and the Air display are closer to each other minus ProMotion. Mm-hmm. The laminated thing would be the thing that would bother me because that's a really nice feature. I mean, if you look at the rest of the iPad versus the Air, basically everything else is is very similar in terms of the physicality of the of the device. I mean, you have a different chip, but like same size. It's It's pretty wild. And then it also the, you know, like what keyboards they work with, right? Where the Air yep. is essentially the, 
I mean, the air is just like so incredibly close to the 11 inch, right? Mm -hmm. And like the 11 inch did not take a step forward in, I think, some of the ways that is most meaningful. I find it that I find the the iPad Air to be the, the to be the ugly duckling at the moment, which is weird because it is a good, very good iPad. But like now, when I look at that whole lineup, I feel like what we should have is two regular, two pro. Yeah, the other thing that hurts the Air is that both it and the iPad iPad are capped at two hundred and fifty six gigs of storage. Starting at sixty four, I think is even worse. Yeah. yeah. So like if the if the cheap one quote-unquote cheap one were 64 256 and the ipad air were like 256 and 512 like that helps space them out a little bit better it's just it's i I agree with you the air is the odd one out here and uh i mean it's like the problem we used to talk about walking into an apple store and like what eleven hundred dollar laptop do you buy like if you walk into Mm -hmm. an apple store now like what mid-size ipad do you want they're all pretty similar Yeah, and yep. there's the price problem. Like I, I told you guys today, I was just like wondering. I took the current, you know, the new 10th gen iPad, put 256 gigs of storage, Wi-Fi with uh, the keyboard, and it's nearly a thousand pounds. Woof. Too much money. And I realize now if I would have gone for cellular, it would have pushed it over a thousand pounds. Like, you know, and part of that is like, economic stuff right like i know mm. they're, they're pushing up the prices a lot outside of the u.s but like that's too much money for and that's also without an apple pencil right like it was just the keyboard thing and it's just like if you come in and like we want to get the ipad experience like what they you know consider to be the new good beginning that's too that's too expensive that's way too expensive like what i could just go buy a macbook air and then you would at least get stage manager so there's that uh, and also, I still cannot get over the fact that they didn't make a new Magic Keyboard for iPad Pro with function keys. I'm sorry, but it's just wild to me. Or even make a version of this new thing, right? This like, make a the the very thing that every Pro user has been asking for for the past two years. They made it instead for the base model iPad. Like I like, are you even in? Like, do you listen to your audience? Like, don't you see the thing that people have been asking about? Like, I don't get it. Sometimes I feel like I don't get this anymore. But then I also look at other tablets and I'm like, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Just come, to use come back to the Mac again. Everything's great. Then, uh, see, the thing is, yes. It's all great over here. Yes, but, well... Doesn't MacBook let me rip out the display? I mean, if you try it? hard enough. Oh, it's a one-time <laughs> thing. <laughs> but it's one, one time only. If you do it really carefully. like You no, might it's... have some stuff like dangling down, but like, yeah, you could do it. I mean, you know, I'm being facetious, but like what I'm trying to do with that point that I'm making is like the Mac lineup is really good right now. And every product feels like it has a good spot, right? I know. Like... I know. And it, the lineup, I think, makes a ton of sense. And even where it doesn't, the products are still really good, even the weird ones. So I um I got this tweet yesterday mm-hmm. that I sent to you guys and that I'm still thinking about right now. And the tweet, I don't remember who sent it 
I'm sorry. We'll credit you whenever we find this tweet again. And this tweet was like, it was a question. And the question was, is the iPad living its Mac in 2016 moment right now? And that's like, a, it's a funny question, but the more, but, but the more I started thinking about and the more I think it's kind of true, and I cannot stop thinking about, like, yeah. It kind of. from Patrick. Patrick, thank you, Patrick. So it's the iPad living, it's 2016 Mac. And I think it kind of is. Like, in the software, in the hardware, they're making confused decisions that they think are going to please their most loyal users while in fact they are not it it does feel like there is a fundamental disconnect between what the people want and what the company is making and the worst part is is that we all love this product right that's that's mm -hmm. the 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 core of the problem is that there's nothing else like it but it's like we're not speaking the same language anymore cuz it feels like for years years and years and years right we have said, like, the software is just not there, but the hardware is so good. And now we have a bunch of brand new iPads, and it's like, oh, no. Yeah. The iPad yeah. Pro hardware hasn't done anything since 2018. I mean, really, think about it. Right? Like, the only meaningful difference is the mini-LED display in the 12.9. Right. But then they, they didn't put it on the 11. And and the new and and they're only digging a deeper hole. I, I I don't know. I don't know. And and the thing they tried to make sense of it with Sage Manager and, and the M1 was not really well received. And it was also honestly quite poorly strategized, I think. Like I keep thinking, like make Sage Manager and make you know, make it work in one way on older hardware and make it work in another way on newer hardware. Like, justify the newer hardware. But nope, they had to go back and, and redo it all and make it work on a bunch of older iPads. Okay. Like, yeah, I'm I'm thinking about that tweet from Patrick. Is, is this, like, how Mac users felt six years ago? And I think it is. It ain't that bad yet, though, I will say. We're not at that point yes. yet. Like, this feels not great, but, like, that was very bad. Maybe we won't have to get there. Uh, maybe we will. Maybe. And, uh, don't say that. iPad Roundtable, baby. <laughs> iPad Roundtable 2023. Just going to be soon? you, Federico. <laughs> Just going to be Just you gonna... and six, <laughs> six executives from Apple. If you want to find links to the stuff we spoke about this week, head on over to the website relay.fm slash connected slash 420. While you're there, you can get in touch via email with feedback or follow-up. You can also join and get Connected Pro, which is a longer ad-free version of the show each and every week. You can find us all online. Federico is on Twitter as Vitici, V-I-T-I-C-C-I. -I. Keep an eye out for his iPad coverage, John's Mac OS Ventura coverage, early next week and we'll be talking about both of those things i'm sure on next week's episode you can find mike on twitter as i m y k e mike hosts a bunch of other shows here on relay fm as do i as does federico uh, and you can find me on twitter as ismh i'd like to thank our sponsors text expander clean my mac x and hover 
Until next week, guys, say goodbye. Arrivederci. Cheerio. Bye, y'all.